You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. It is Friday, September 13th. Sarah's out this week. She'll be back next week out riding bikes today. It is uh, it is a good day. We have good, good things on the deck, on deck today for the Coffee Hour. Uh, narcissism, social media, is there a connection? And uh, so we'll talk with our favorite social media expert on that, Pastor Trevor Sutton, in just a moment. And uh, Lutheran Hour Ministries have some workshops. They have some workshops coming up to uh, help us be equipped for speaking the gospel in the, the good news of Jesus in our everyday personal conversations. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us this morning, Pastor Trevor Sutton, Associate Pastor at St. Luke Lutheran Church in Lansing, Michigan, and author of Clearly Christian, Following Jesus in This Age of Confusion, available from Concordia Publishing House. Pastor Sutton, good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Happy Friday. Happy Friday the 13th, brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm not superstitious. It's just another Friday for me. Indeed. Indeed it is. Uh, so glad to have some time to chat with you. I always enjoy these these chats, especially when we get to talk about uh, social media and this is well, what you point out in, in clearly Christian following Jesus in the age of confusion, we live in this age of confusion. Uh, always um, interesting to look at how social media impacts us and um, how it has shaped our culture and shaped us in a sense. What's the difference between media and social media? How is social media different than other forms of media? You know, we use this word rather interchangeably in media, uh, social media, mass media, things like that. But sure. It is helpful to slow down and kind of sort through what do they mean. Uh, media is connected to the word medium, uh, which just means, you know, something that, that something's transmitted through. So words, sound, air, that's all uh, forms of media. Uh, we often talk about mass media, you know, books, newspapers, television, radio, things like that. But more specifically, there's social media, and that's the one we probably hear the most, you know, and that's internet-based communication platforms. So things like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, so forth. So in a sense, these are media, you know, things are transmitted through them, but it's a particular type of media. Uh, and, and because it's a particular type, it has its own nuances and uh, features and aspects, and, and we have to attend to it. Uh, perhaps differently than than a, a book or a newspaper. Sure. What sets social media apart from a book or a newspaper or TV or radio? There's uh, many different things that set it apart. I think one that I'm, uh, you know, particular to or, or aware of is the rapidity of it. How fast uh, things move on social media, whereas uh, a book or a newspaper in print. You know, it takes a, a relative amount of time for it to be produced and distributed and so forth. Whereas social media, you hit send and it's out there. It's gone. Uh, and then the other aspect is is what they call uh, multimodality, uh, which would be the fact that there's pictures, sound, video, uh, interaction. Uh, it's not just uh, words on a page, but there's there's mixed medium, mixed media uh, in there. And, and I think the difference between mass media and, and social media is, well, there's this personal aspect. You know, you, you mentioned how, how rapid things can be shared on social media. It's because individuals are sharing them rather than going through mass media outlets like radio or television and going through numerous producers and, and, uh, and a whole team of people to make that story happen. These things can be shared 
by individuals in social media? Certainly, uh, a lot of scholars have talked about how the internet and social media, uh, Web 2.0, all these things have a uh, democratizing effect uh, in the sense that it's, they call it participatory culture and that everybody has a voice. Uh, everybody's able to, to play along, whereas in the past, you had to be a, a publishing house or a, a news outlet in order to, to have a, a public voice. So one of the aspects of that, you know, everyone having a voice is then it can be all about me. It can be somewhat narcissistic. Can you give us a, an example of how social media could be narcissistic? Social media, if you really slow down and reflect on it, the whole thing inclines us toward a sort of narcissism. So again, if you just look at it carefully and say this whole thing is predicated on uh, a visual tally of how many friends do you have? Uh, how many likes have you received? How many favorites uh, does your comment uh, garner? Uh, if you think about how cameras are everywhere in, in the modern world, uh, I think the new iPhone just came out a day or two ago and now it has three cameras. Uh, as if a camera on the front and the back wasn't enough, you need two on one side and one on the other. Uh, photo filters, you know, editing, all these different things, the whole thing, it just invites us, uh, kind of beckons to us to, to be narcissistic, even if we don't want to be, it, it just pulls us in that direction. So what's the connection then? You, you shared recently in an article uh, with the Gospel Coalition about narcissism and social media, and, and you talk about self-amputation. How is self-amputation a... a a part of narcissism what's the connection there yeah self-amputation is not actually my uh phrase i got that <laughs> from a marshall yeah i would never come up with that on my own but i'm intrigued by it uh marshall McLuhan uh wrote about it marshall McLuhan was a uh, commentator on on media and and communication digital media you could say even though he was sort of ahead of his time but he talks about self-amputation and what that is, is, is when you engage in media, when you write a book, for instance, uh, your words and your thoughts then exist outside of you. Uh, it's like you've taken thoughts from your brain and put a piece of it on paper, and now it's been amputated, you could say, and it's out there for the world. Uh, Facebook is, is that, but even to a greater degree, your face is is out there on the internet, far away from your body, so that somebody could be uh, looking at my face uh, hearing about my life, think you know, learning about my thoughts, yeah, thousands of miles away. Uh, so McLuhan's point and this idea of self-amputation and media, um, it, it's sort of like cutting a part of you off and sending it across the internet. Ouch. <laughs> perhaps <laughs> a, a image for sure. per, perhaps a less bloody way of uh, self-amputation, but uh, nonetheless, I, I see what the the point that that you and McLuhan are making there is that. Uh, that a part of you is is being shared all around the globe, and yet it's it's not it's no longer completely attached to you. It's it's disconnected. Exactly, and uh, it's it's shared, and the opportunity is for people to then look at you and judge you and determine your worth based on likes and favorites, and you can see how it's a dangerous game. So. It, Social media can be dangerous. It can be it, it can be very narcissistic. We can 
in a sense, self-amputate using it. But there, there's also the, the, the opposite of that. Social media can be used to faithfully extend the gospel rather than self. Can you give us some examples of that? Yeah, so that point that you're talking about, that's what's occupied me for several years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are these things used poorly? Uh, and how are these things used uh, in a, a faithful, constructive kingdom way? Uh, McLuhan, he talks about this in all this, he talks about uh, extensions of man and how media extends ourselves. And that's that self-amputation thing. And what I've wrestled with is is how can it then be used to extend Christ or, or extend the good news of Christ Jesus? So we can think of ways that social media extends ourselves in a narcissistic way, in a maybe destructive way. But could that be turned on its head? Can can media be an extension of of not us, but of Christ uh, and of the gospel? And, and I think absolutely yes. You know, now you've got me thinking with this whole self-amputation concept of, you know, I write something and then it's out there. Uh, what does that mean of, and you don't necessarily have to answer it, it's just something I'm pondering now, but if this idea, if I write something and it's out there, it's not totally connected to me anymore, it's it's a form of self-amputation. What does that say of Christ and his word? Uh, is that is that self-amputation? Uh, or is it is his word, his, his word is different than my word uh, when it's written? Certainly. And, and again, the things that are occupying my brain as of late are uh, how can you look through Scripture and find instances of technology uh, and even media being used to further the kingdom of God? And, and certainly you could say uh, the Bible and the Gospels and, and Paul uh, writing epistles. These are all forms of media mm-hmm. for the purpose of, of of extending the gospel. So there is a way I think this can be uh, baptized and redeemed. <laughs> Got to baptize the Internet, huh? <laughs> my hope that, that could be dangerous so uh, other practical examples of uh, uh of faithfully using social media or uh or, or media for the 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 extending the gospel yeah one in particular uh and i think if you do this it might ruin social media for you so um beware uh but but i've i've done this uh throughout uh, the past several years, but but before you post something, uh, think on the words of John chapter 3, uh, verse 30, where John the Baptist says, he must increase, but I must decrease. Uh, and if that's your, your filter for, for what you post, uh, is this making me increase uh, or is this making Christ increase? Uh, I think if you, if you think on those words, it will radically transform how you engage social media. And I'll be honest, I, I, I do this. And sometimes what will happen is I'll post something, uh, reflect on those words, and then delete it saying, this is about me. And this is about uh, me increasing, uh, not about uh, giving glory to God and uh, 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 God increasing. And the other thing, too, is is not just uh, the furtherance of the kingdom, but also using social media to to build others up and to um, – uh, publicly encourage and and uh, show love and support for our neighbors, and that's that's another practical way. Uh, instead of making it about me and how great I am, mm-hmm. uh, why not use it to to support others and and uh, encourage them? And that's sometimes a challenging step, just to pause 
and and to think before we publish something. Historically, when publishing something, especially you you know the the um, traditional methods of publishing something, whether it was print or or radio or television, is that something was uh, produced, then published. So it was you know edited and and then produced and then and published. Now it's published, then edit, uh, because we have the technology to do that. We can publish something, then uh, go back and edit it, and then republish it uh, because of digital technology and social media. So to to pause and to think before publishing something, uh, is it is it about gospel? Is it about Jesus? Or is it about me? Great question. Thanks, Pastor Sutton. Totally. It's fun being, being on here with you. Always enjoy our conversations. We'll share a link to the article in the Gospel Coalition as well. Have a great weekend, Pastor Sutton. Yep, blessings to you. You too. Thanks. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll talk with our friends from Lutheran Hour Ministries. Learn more about their upcoming workshops. Help us speak the gospel in our everyday conversations. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Aquila.